<laughs> I went to the beach yesterday and god damn it, it was fucking raining and now this weather... <laughs> god just hates me, honestly. <laughs> Sick. It rained non-stop, by the way. I went there at 4 and I thought it would end at 7. It got heavier by the hour. And today, yeah, I mean. this, you playing with me? Oh my god. <laughs> All I said was, God, I want to go to the beach before school starts. And God was just like, oh no. <laughs> He's like, sure. Hello, and welcome to Hidden Among Us, episode 9. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Nine episodes already. Yeah. It's quite, wow. It's more than nine weeks actually, considering we had like two weeks of like postponing. <laughs> it's like a full semester. It's a full semester, yeah. Oh, don't remind wow. me. One is going to start soon. Uh, oh my gosh, it's going to uh, start Let's see if I get the modules. Yeah. Ugh. Isn't it starting in like... Two weeks. Two weeks. Oh no, yeah. I'm not mentally prepared. Yeah, the freshman Should check I... in this Sunday. <laughs> oh dear. For orientation camp. Oh, they still have orientation no. camp, but that was online. So actually school starts next week. Like lectures start next no? next next week. Yeah, correct. Yeah, next yeah. next week, correct. Then after that, tutorial start next 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 week. Oh, <laughs> pain, <laughs> pain and suffering, dude. I cannot <sighs> Don't wanna watch think my about mental it. health plot down. <laughs> oh dear Alright So Has anything interesting Happened this week? Well Nothing to we me met. But I've been going on a lot Oh yeah we met Yeah <laughs> We went to get we m- um Ice cream Yes um, And we met a really Really cringy couple At the ice cream place Like not met But judged <laughs> I didn't get to see them though But It was Okay I, I didn't see them In action yeah, I wasn't yeah, really but, paying oh. attention to them, but like, Shen was like... <laughs> no, because I was... Staring. Okay, so basically, we went to this like dessert place called Cook's Creamery. And then we had a seat right next to where the ice cream display is at. And this couple walked in with um an extra friend. And then, um like, the extra friend, first of all, already looked so awkward being around the both of them. <laughs> and then... Um, when they were at the ice cream display, I was just, I, I'm just very keen and observant in listening to this kind of rubbish. <laughs> so like, the guy was asking his girlfriend like, and, and mind you, while they were in the, standing in front of the ice cream display, oh my god, they didn't even give, like, let their friend like, look at what ice cream flavors that were okay. Their friend was standing behind. So like, the guy just asked the girl, okay, what flavor are you getting? Matcha? And then, um, I think the girl said something along the lines of, yeah. And the guy replied something along the lines of, um, I love you so much. So it's just like, it's so cringe. Like, <laughs> he just tried to make a pun with the word matcha. And like, in my heart, I just, it just wrenched, you know, for his friend. I just, wow, I just, I, the energy was so chaotic. I'm literally getting secondhand embarrassment hearing this. Oh my gosh. Okay, because I know like, afterwards when they sat down at the table beside us, and I turned my head, and I saw them, and like the third wheel friend was really just—he looked so yeah. out of place. Because the couple was sitting beside yes. each other, and they were being like super touchy, and then the yes. friend was just down there like trying not to look at them. <laughs> it was quite no sad. judgment though, no judgment. Just like to couples out there, please just just mind your third wheeling friend, you know. The poor third wheeling <laughs> friend. Yes. 
Yes. It, really a poor soul. I can't imagine being their friend. Oh. And I will never put myself to be in that situation if my friends are like that. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. construction outside Honda's house. Oh my goodness. Is this this is not the worst. Oh god. Anyway, I'm going to hope I can edit it oh. out. If not, to everyone listening, we are so sorry. Yes, we're recording this at 4pm. So, <laughs> it's a bit noisy. Another odd timing yeah. episode. Oh, um, yeah. the other day I saw... I saw? Yeah, I, I saw like an update on the Golden State Killer, which Honda like covered a few episodes ago. On mm-hmm. Iran's mask. Um, yes. Um. Like he pled guilty to everything. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's going to jail. So that's the update. <laughs> nice, nice update. Thank you, thank you. I try so hard every week. Also, like my memory is like really bad, so I just remember that he pled guilty. Mm-hmm. But he's super old, so like. Yeah. yeah. He won't be in jail for that long. I think if he. I think because he pled guilty, like, they skip a trial or something. I can't, I can't mm-hmm, really remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Yeah, so... Well, at least it's good for the victims. They don't have to, like, relive it or something. Yeah, dude. And, like, battle another, like, four years plus or less yeah. than that. You know, I, I listened to this one particular podcast and they were talking about how... um, So, in the US, they have this thing called Crime Corn or whatever... And, like, these two podcast hosts, they actually met Iranza's, like, youngest victim. Like, she's still alive. And it's just, like, crazy to think about. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, quite cool they have, like, a crime con. Yeah. Yeah. Singapore, up your game. Okay, not, not as no, if I can go <laughs> because no, of... I feel like... No, I don't think it will be even allowed in Singapore, you know? Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You'll, you'll hear people, like, boomers post on Facebook asking to, like, get authorities to take down the event. Mm, for sure. There'll be, like, this terrible online petition. Mm-hmm. By the way, online and petitions then... don't do anything. They don't do shit. So, like... Mm. It's on change.org. <sighs> I know, I've signed a few petitions on change.org also, but the thing is, like, a lot of these petitions, they don't go anywhere. They just create awareness. Like, you send it, mm. you share it to the next person or you share it to your friends and then everyone, like, knows about the issue. But in terms of, like, anything really coming out of these petitions, like, nothing really mm-hmm. does come out of it. Yeah. Which is a sad thing about petitions. Like. I guess at least they do raise awareness on different issues for, yes. like, people who don't really bother reading news or... Yes. Yeah. I don't know. The yeah. other day, I signed a petition and, like, you get an email with um, other petitions you can sign and, like, one of the mm-hmm. petitions that, like, was in that recommended list for me was, like, this this one petition for parents to, like, sign against any, like, media content that promotes <laughs> homosexuality. I, I, I was like, why would you recommend this to me? <laughs> um, I don't want to see this. Whoa! <laughs> I know. I was so annoyed. Yeah, I, I think I like, saw that. <laughs> I, I went to read. I went to like read it because it's like you know just for fun. Oh my gosh! Was it even anything substantial? No. <laughs> oh my god! For sure not. Yeah. No, also talking the about are so weak. <laughs> yeah, talking about um 
weak arguments, the what's the name of the church? City Revival. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, did you see their like apology video? I did. <sighs> Sorry, it wasn't really an apology. I I <laughs> right. It's um the person was like I I understand that y'all were very hurt and I was just like of course you're gonna be hurt you just invalidated like an entire community of people and like beyond that like whatever you interpreted from like the LGBT community was so utter BS yeah mm-hmm. like she she like went on about how like like she was once in the LGBT community and then now she found the truth and all she wanted to do was to spread the truth to other people in the community. And I was just like, girl... Like, I mean, okay, like, good for you, I guess, that you found yeah. your truth. But I feel like when you say things like the six colours in the in the, in the the rainbow flag is what, like, Satan, like, 666, it's, it's, just, yeah, okay. it's just reaching a bit too much. Always like a ploy to get attention. I don't know. No, come on. Like if someone was so steeped in their like that kind of thinking, like she changed her mindset pretty fast. (laughs) I know. To be honest, she never said that. She never said that her arguments were wrong. Yeah, she She gave a very BSC sort of like like she was apologizing, but also apologizing for nothing sort of apology. she basically said that these are my truths and you can believe it and you have your own truths but I'm just trying to spread my truths. Which honestly... She sounds like a conspiracy theorist. Yes. There's enough of them. That is exactly what the City Revival video was. It was literally just one whole conspiracy theory and I was like... That's so... Exactly. Look, I'm, I'm all down to like... You know, accept the differing opinions, even though it's like very difficult. Like, realistically, it's really hard to accept an opinion beyond yours. But like, you know what? Just <laughs> we all have to accept it. But um, it comes to a point where if your opinion is to like denounce an entire group of people and to invalidate them and try to erase them, or to like demonize them to the point that City Revival did, like. Uh, that's not really an opinion at this point. It's it's a very strongly mm-hmm. held belief, and you can believe whatever you want. But I don't think that you should believe any believe anything that is at the expense of a person or a community's existence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like simple research could like debunk. Precisely. Oh my, exactly. oh my goodness! So many people came out with actual factual research, and I love yeah. it. I love. <laughs> I love it when <sighs> you beat like this kind of things with like actual academic research. Yeah, but honestly, it was also quite disappointing for me because like, because I used to go to church when I was younger mm. and um, it was very disappointing because I saw a lot of my fr- my Christian friends. Like, obviously, they were not super like on it, like, like my old church friends. Like, they were not super on it with the whole, like, the whole argument she was giving with the 666 thing. But, like, they actually accepted the apology, which I thought was really half-assed. So, like, a lot of my old church friends were reposting, like, reposting this particular post um, of the apology. And I was just like... And I actually... In, I, I woke up really early that day. I woke up around 5. Um, because I was going for a, a, a intro tidal walk. 
So I woke up really early and I saw and I replied like a very like angry emoji to like a church friend. But I quickly deleted it after because I knew that, you know, we kind of like move past like having the same beliefs really. Yeah. But yeah, it just reminded me of like, <laughs> I don't know, like I used to be Christian. So it reminded me of like why I kind of left church in a sense. Mm. Yeah, which is, yeah. I don't know. It's like, so, for me, I feel like because I'm a Christian and what we are not doing is, okay, we, we are not like telling y'all to like be Christians or yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or like, you know, whatever, like if you are in a phase or you leave a phase or whatever, it's it's totally up to you. But um, exactly. as a Christian, I feel like I want to like apologize on like historically Christians' behalf because like Christians have invalidated the LGBT community for like years. It's like a historical mm-hmm. thing. And like, I'm just, I don't think anything is going to change these like old values, but like a lot of um younger Christians now are more accepting of the LGBT community. And also like, let's not forget that mm-hmm. there are many people within the community who are Christians themselves. And like, you should never ever make them feel like a particular faith is excluding them on purpose. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And, and I also have some like Christian friends that actually like, like came out and we actually talked about it and like it's good to know that you know um despite like holding on to your strong beliefs and being like super religious um you're also willing to have that open mind to kind of like let people do what they want and not kind of force down their throat your personal beliefs yes yeah so it's great to engage in this kind of meaningful discourse which i think is awesome so I think that 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 post or the incident actually allowed like society to engage in larger discourse of like religion and yes. pushing for a gender. Yeah. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. I always love when I see like the public engage in like such discourse. Yeah, for me it's just I hope that within Christianity, like more people come to like embrace queer people and not just tolerate them. You know, mm-hmm. I I really hope that one day it's one of those things where they like we accept them wholeheartedly and not mm-hmm. and not those kind of statements where it's like I don't agree with what you're doing, but like I still love you. Mm-hmm. Like I just wish they don't say that. This was such a marginalized community. I feel like faith shouldn't like a particular religion shouldn't alienate them as well mm-hmm. yep totally agree mm-hmm. of course other people out there can give like a more nuanced argument but like this is what <laughs> I feel yeah I mean usually oh, yeah. I mean you, ha- you have to prepare your statement if you want more nuanced uh, yes, argument um, I've got my statement in an essay format <laughs> essay format <laughs> 2000 I references in, I want the in APA citation not APA. I use MLA. Can I? Okay, can I, I thought you were going to go Chicago on me. <laughs> I don't oh, understand. No, I use Chicago. APA. Uh, Lit uses I use MLA. Harvard. Stop it. <laughs> Aside from that, Honda, do you have any interesting stories for us today? Nope. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, I guess... I guess I can go on if with you, mine. If you enjoyed this episode and like to support <laughs> us... <laughs> Please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so this case is a bit not happy. I mean, yeah, all these cases we talk about. Gee, happy, I wonder but... <laughs> what crime cases all have in common. Shan, you want to make a lucky guess? <laughs> Death. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, they're all unhappy. I don't know. Yeah, this one is like kind of similar to the one that Chris did. Which one? About which which one did I do? <laughs> about okay. the nurse. About the nurse one. <gasps> oh, uncaring giver, which is oh. by far my least favorite title I've given anything. <laughs> uncaring <laughs> giver. Couldn't think of anything. I mean, else. it's actually quite good. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's mm-hmm. very sweet of you. <laughs> Just boosting my ego here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so this uh case is uh it was from it's from Japan. <gasps> Japan, Japan. Oh, is it the one you like somewhat mentioned and said that you? Yeah. Would... Oh, I'm excited. I was thinking about it. I've been thinking about it this entire time. Yeah, since I said like I was talk about oh, it, awesome. and I like this would be a good time. Woohoo! Okay, so it's called the Sagamihara stabbings. Ooh. And it's known as one of the worst mass killings that has happened in recent times in Japan. Ooh. Yeah, hey, the stabbings happened on happened on twenty sixth July twenty sixteen. Oh, and that's very recent. recent. Yeah, twenty sixteen is very. One recent. of the most recent stories that we've done. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> no, <laughs> my uncaring giver was, I think, more recent. Oh, what was is it? it? I think that was in 2018, right? Okay, I have oh, terrible okay. memory. I have terrible memory. I can't remember anything. Okay, yeah, but this is kind of recent. Yeah, it's really recent. 2016 is very recent. Yeah, so like the, the case happened in Sagamihara City. That's why it's called Sagamihara Stabbings. It's in... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Water is wet. Okay, carry on. <laughs> and it's uh, in Kanagawa Prefecture. Which mm. is like... Oh, wow. Which is like next, almost next to Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. You right? did? Yeah, I think... I, huh? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't mind, never mind. The name just seems <laughs> very, very familiar. familiar. No, I think I meant... I did, like, ask you, like, to go this place if you're free. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and is it the place where the, the market was at? No, right? No, no, no. Okay, okay, so maybe I didn't. Yeah, but it, it the name just, like, was so familiar at the top of my head. So I was like, huh. Yokohama is in okay. Kanaga Prefecture. Ah, oh. okay, okay. Okay, let's go on to your story. <laughs> Jokes, yeah. Oh my god, I totally know that place. I've been there before. Remember, guys? The last time y'all... The last time we went to Japan together. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> so, moving on to the incident, Uematsu broke into the care home using a hammer at 2am in the morning. He broke into the first floor and proceeded to tie up a staff member and took their keys. He then went on from room to room and stabbed the residents in the neck as they slept. Oh my god, in the neck? Wow! Yeah. Oh god. That's pretty violent. That's very, very violent. Mm. Oh, but you'll know more about his motive later. Oh, okay. Which is quite interesting. So, Mm. The police were alerted at 2.30 a.m., so 20 minutes after, like, around 20 minutes after he broke in. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But by the time, like, the, like, uh, police came in, he already left the premises. The security's camera, like, caught him leaving the premise at 2.50 a.m. Okay. And the armed police only finally arrived at the care home at 3 a.m. 
Wow. Wow, that's... Why did it take so long, it's... though? Yeah. Um, the, the facility is apparently located, like, in a more remote area. Oh, like, Ulu Ulu place. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And I okay. guess... And I guess, like, having the armed police, like, coming in takes longer than, oh. the, like, normal mm. like, I think, like, the equivalent police. of, like, the SWAT team or something. I think something like, but yeah, if I it's this remote, yes, right? I don't think I don't think they have like a armed police that's readily deployable. Oh, and, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh. So twenty nine ambulances were sent to the facility, and two hours later, he turned himself in, uh, late at the police station. He entered the station carrying a bag containing various knives and other bloodstained sharp tools. Mm-hmm. So in total, wow. he killed ten women. Nine men, aged between eighteen and seventy, and injured twenty six more, of which thirteen were severely injured. Oh my god! What's, wow. what's the total oh count god. then? Nineteen plus twenty six. I don't know how to count. Forty five. Forty five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, forty five people. That's crazy. Hmm. And uh, maybe if the ambulances arrived earlier, more people could be saved because yeah. they were stabbed in the neck. So he stabbed all forty five in the neck. Uh, or I think there, there was one victim who was stabbed in the stomach like quite big oh my god but he survived oh ow oh god mm. but yeah you know they're all defenseless which is kind of yeah. which made this case very like uh talked about I still remember it like watching on the TV when it happened so I'll move on to like the motives of the attacker mm-hmm. so like okay. when I read the details it was quite clear that he was really he really showed that he was dangerous and had bad intentions which makes okay. it even more like it makes him more angry that mm. he like slipped through the cracks, and then he did what he wanted to do. So in February twenty sixteen, he attempted to hand deliver a letter to the Speaker of the House of Representatives of Japan. So he went to like the person's home in Tokyo, but was prevented from doing so by security. But he returned the following day, and this time he left the letter of the security guard. And in the letter, mm. he appealed for the legislation of ending the lives of those with multiple disabilities in cases where it was requested by the Guardian. Oh. And also asked for the the Speaker's uh, assistance in delivering his message to the Japanese Prime Minister, Shinzo Abe. Okay. okay. So, he in the letter, he wrote, I envision a world where a person with multiple disabilities can be euthanized with an agreement from the Guardian when it is difficult for the person to carry out household and social activities. Mm. So he believed he was some sort of like mercy killer. Yeah. And like an angel yeah, of death. He didn't, yeah, something like that. But he, he just didn't see a point for them living if they can't take care of themselves. And he also wrote that the killings of the disabled will be for the sake of Japan and world peace. And the benefit of the global economy and prevent World War Three. <laughs> world peace and prevent World War Three. All right. You know what? You go, dude. Fantastic. Oh God, he's, he's the biggest disturbance to peace. I don't know what talking about. <laughs> That's the most like the most idiotic thing I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's more. Like, after signing his name, the lesser proceeded to, like, detail an offer to target two facilities housing the disabled. Oh. And, oh. yeah, and also went on to appeal for certain conditions in exchange for committing the act. Wait. Oh. So he essentially what? told them, hey, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna, like, kill a bunch of people, but I also want these 
particular conditions after I do it. I don't know. I think he wants to be hired by the government or something. Like, to be a, a contract yeah. killing. <laughs> what? I'm sure there's such a thing. I mean, yeah, but I, this is like... Okay. This is crazy. But isn't it like ironic because like he went and killed all those people with the, without the um content of the of their guardians. Yeah. So what's he okay never mind. Yeah. In the letter he said he could he could kill four hundred sixty people, but in the second half the number the number he gave was two hundred sixty. So I don't think he's really clear with like what he wanted to do anyways. <laughs> he just he just wanted to kill disabled people. He didn't have a proper plan. No. <laughs> no And he also like yeah. Yeah, I think like he didn't have like a proper like target, no proper timeline. I'm just thinking of like how we do up our proposals. <laughs> Shen looks so disturbed. <laughs> yeah, I was I'm just wow. It's that's it really is quite it's quite <laughs> like how anybody can just kill people. Yeah, you have like, no words for it, honestly. It's a bit scary. Yeah, it's very scary. Yeah, he also like, added I could be that a victim of that. Yeah, and like you can't defend yourself. That's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, even if you were to do it in broad daylight, yeah. they wouldn't be able to defend themselves either way. Yeah. Damn. I don't. I don't wanna. I don't wanna stay in a care facility. Okay, but Singapore is really safe, I guess. I guess. I hope. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> I hope. And it doesn't help that I'm watching a K drama that um. Revolves around a care facility. <laughs> but there's shit going down in that drama as well, so... Yes, exactly. And there's like this whole killing kind of like motive also. So I'm just like... <laughs> but cool, cool. Cool. Yeah. He added in the letter that the staff will be tied up to keep them from interfering and that they will not be harmed. At least he did that, right? Uh... And then at the end of the letter, he signed his name again. And then this time with his address, telephone number, and the name of his employer. What? So he thought it was like a resume. No, but I why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's so odd. Skills. Being an ableist. So odd. And what would you do for the company? <laughs> I will kill 460 people. <laughs> In exchange for world peace and to prevent World War Three. Honestly, not a bad. Okay, okay, never mind. Forget it. I have to give back. <laughs> The letter was handed over to the Tokyo police and then who contacted the police in Sagamihara city. And then during this time, uh, he posted to his Twitter account that he expected he might be arrested. And he also previously posted tweets about Japan being ravaged by radiation, poisoning and AIDS. Uh, is he okay? No. Man, <laughs> man needs a break. Yeah, from life. From society. For sure. <laughs> Later that month, he was uh, brought to the attention of the authorities and he was arrested, detained, questioned, and then he was involuntarily committed to a psychiatric hospital for two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, but however, he was like released on 2nd March after doctors deemed that he was not a threat. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Okay. Damn. Yeah. yeah, he just kept on saying that he was saving them from unhappiness, both for the like, disabled and those who are like, burden to maintain their lives. It's quite an interesting thing because like, yeah, I've heard a lot of this kind of like things when it comes to killers. They always feel like they're killing to relieve the burden of the people they're killing. Like, like for greater good. Like, that's, that's what yeah. they believe they're doing when they I kill. I mean, they justify their actions yeah. by saying that. This is what, what most, that's what most mercy killers do. They justify yeah. it by saying that they're trying to put these people out of their misery. Yeah. But at the same time, so it's funny. like, how can 
you decide if you're putting them out of their misery. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. My thoughts, exactly. <laughs> but it's quite interesting though, like how you can even like put yourself to believe that um, me as a killer, like how you can like, you can kind of like fool yourself mm. to a point where you believe that what you're doing is for the greater good of mankind. Perhaps not fool yourself, but more like delude yourself. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like, because I, yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. <laughs> I think these kind of killers always like, like make me think a lot about like people, societal norms and stuff like that. Mm. And how we create an environment where killers can possibly thrive. Like, I think I read once also about an article around the, the lines of like people killing homeless people because they're not great for society. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Homeless killings are, the, the statistics are quite high. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, and they always justify it as they're going to die either way or like they're not great for the society. Yeah. So it's, it's always, it's very interesting. Mm. Like, it's, like, embedded in, like, a larger social context. Yeah. I'm glad mm-hmm. you brought up the wider social context, because I'll talk about that later. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our degrees <laughs> are being put to good use. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can use it for something. You can use it for something. Mom, this is what you paid. Okay, SM4. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping Hidden Among Us. Yeah, so I'll move on to, like, the court proceedings. And on 20, 20th February 2017, he was found mentally competent to stand trial. And on 24th February 2019, he was charged with 19 counts of murder, 24 counts of attempted murder, 2 counts of illegal confinement causing injury, 3 counts of illegal confinement, 1 count of unlawful entry, and 1 count of violating the swords and firearms control law. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think the firearm control law in Japan is, right, is very strict. So, mm. yeah, not oh. a lot of people have guns there. It's only oh. like, uh, it's only like the Yakuza, just like the, oh. like a man thing in Japan. Oh, interesting. It's very rare for any gun killings in Japan. That's interesting. Yeah, but his defense team said they planned to argue that he was mentally incompetent at the time of the crime due to effects of marijuana. As usual. Oh. Marijuana does not make you too. <laughs> yeah, okay. And on 23rd wow. December 2019, he said that he will admit to the crime during trial, saying that denying charges against him would be quibbling and making the trial too complex. But then, on 8 January 2020, he pleaded not guilty to the stabbings. Of course. What did I expect? And yeah, then on 17... Yeah. I mean, he saw uh, ingrained in his beliefs mm. that that what he did is like justified. Obviously, he's gonna say it's mm-hmm. not true. Mm-hmm. And then on like seventeen January twenty twenty, the prosecution announced that the death penalty was officially sought against Uematsu, saying that the rampage was inhumane and that left and that left no room for leniency. Mm. Yeah. Mm. On sixteen March twenty twenty, he was sentenced to death by the Yokohama District Court, having previously said he will not challenge any verdict or sentence. And then on 30th March 2020, his death sentence was finalized as he withdrew automatic appeal to the upper courts. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think... So that, death sentence it was. Yeah, I don't think the... I don't think... Yeah, he's not, like, killed yet. I mean, he's not... He's not he hasn't received yet, the... Yeah. Yeah, he's not executed mm. And I, they wouldn't say the date anyway. Yeah. Usually yeah. these, they prolong for a very long time. Mm. Mm. But yeah, like, talking about the wider issues, there's like, 
after the incident happened, I remember like watching on the TV about how like uh they were talking about the social stigma surrounding people with like persons with disabilities, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they also interviewed a lot of people who do have relatives who uh do who do have these kind of disabilities, and then they talk about how it's very hard for them in society, mm-hmm. and they also live with a lot of guilt and shame. Like they don't, they don't, they hide their children oh. from society. You know. Yeah. Like they're ashamed of their child. Yeah. Mm. And they're made to feel that way also. Like even in Singapore to an extent, like I think I've lost count how many times I've seen parents bring their disabled children, so like children with autism or Down syndrome, to like churches and stuff, and hope that a miracle can happen and their children can be normal again. And it's just very heartbreaking to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, quite disheartening mm. not gonna lie yeah and like and uh during that time like during the incident like none of the names of the big victims had been reported oh and the families of like the victims they kept quiet and they did not appear at all in the media wait why didn't they release the names then? Uh, I think there was like a they, they called it like a special consideration for the events because okay. they were because they were disabled Mm. and to keep mm. the family's privacy yeah. which does not but like they don't do that for like other crimes and, yeah. the, and the victims you know yeah yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's like a clear distinction between like able-bodied yeah, yeah. people and them as the other mm-hmm. I mean it, it's also the right of the families not to say anything in yeah. the media but it also like looks into the issue of like the stigma against like persons with disabilities and also like which could be a reason as to why like very few of the victims' families chose to spoke out. Yeah. Mm. And I saw this comment by Seiko Noda. He's, uh, she's, a, she's a prominent ruling party lawmaker who suffered abuse on the internet for wasting taxpayers' money on Medicare and medical care for her five-year-old disabled son. So she said that she was not surprised that the like victims' families chose like anonymity. I'm usually rolling my eyes at all the people that went after her. Are you kidding me? No, that's why like, they choose to hide. Like people who <laughs> they choose to hide like their kids or relatives that have disabilities. Mm-hmm. I saw a video like I I watched a video like earlier today about one of the I think not one of the the most like outspoken victim. Um their son was a victim. He was the one who got stabbed in the stomach. Oh, but he survived. Oh. Yeah he uh, maybe Chris will cry but like he, Stop. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm mentally prepare myself. Yeah. Okay. So like after he was like uh stabbed, and he was he was one of the people who was severely injured because of the loss of blood. Mm-hmm. So when he he was put into coma, and then a few days later, when he like also like on the victim, he he has a mental disability where his what do you call it? His mental age. Mm-hmm. He's like a four year old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, like, when he woke up from coma, he, like, called for his father. And his father mm-hmm. was a... is a stepfather. And it's the first time he was called father. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God, that's so sweet. I was, like, crying when I was, like, watching the video. And I was so angry for, like, the attacker. I wish that had happened under, like, better circumstances. Yeah, I know, right? But, like, I guess... And for the father, yeah. like, he felt like, oh my god, you know, he really loves me. Like, he he said that he knows that his son loves him. It's just that, you know, the fact that yeah. first time he called him father. Damn, that hit hard. 
Mm. So I'm like really glad for them to be like, you know, so outspoken with like what happened to them. Yeah. If not like, people will just, you know, don't really know. <laughs> like people won't know about who these victims are. Yeah. And, that, and you know, because they're just labeled as persons with disabilities. But like, no story, like nothing about their story is being yeah. Mm. That's great. The larger society thing is a good point to bring up. You no, know, yeah, you know, I really think he has no remorse. Cause like I remember when he was like his ass was hauled into court, he was smiling at the camera. Oh mm, I'm so angry. Hate this kind of people. And I, I don't like it when they always just chalk it up to marijuana use or drug usage. Like, yeah, it's sort of yeah. that's that's not the only cause. No, drugs don't cause that kind of thing. It like it might simply might add on. It might add on to like him acting yeah. out like drugs, but like it's not the cause, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yes. even before that, he was already like known to the authorities as dangerous, and yet he did this. So yes. obviously, <laughs> something else is wrong. It's it also tells you so much about like the way the media portrays this kind of people. Because imagine, right? For example, if it was uh, let's just say a mentally unsound person who committed the crime, the news would be everywhere talking about how this person is mm. unsound. They would never ever say something like, oh, it's because of like marijuana or like he tripped over a rock when he was five, you know? Mm. But this guy gets like the excuse that it was marijuana, which he can hide behind. And like the media can always just use that as a, as a means to like prove to people that, hey, you know, drugs are bad. <laughs> But like, I don't mean, do it in this way. Like, even the lawyers will use that as like, yeah. he, was, he was mentally like incapacitated. It's just, uh... the, the good thing about today's thoughts is um, a lot of times the prosecution will do their best to like mm. pick apart any claims that the person is like mentally unsound or whatever. I mean, it's also uh, hard in Japan to like uh, not be guilty of crime. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a... 99.9% conviction rate. Oh my god. Yeah. Because you are guilty. Wait. You're guilty. Until proven innocent? Yeah. Oh my god. And in most countries, it's the other way around. Yeah. Innocent until yeah. guilty. But in Japan, it's the other way around. Okay, but then again. Innocent even until though proven guilty. The innocent until proven guilty. Um, These people are still treated like they're guilty. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, at least it's better than that 99.9% conviction rate. You know? Yeah. That means even if you were... Uh, Innocent, or at least can get someone of a lighter charge, you can't, like, yeah. forget it. Mm. Oh, yikes. Yeah, there's even a drama about it. Oh. 99.9%. Wow. Maybe we should, like, recommend dramas as a segment <laughs> on the show. Mm-hmm. I recommend 99.9. <laughs> it's Japanese drama. Yes, with, with, with eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it available on Netflix? No. <laughs> uh, I mean... Aww. You need to find your own means. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, don't go on illegal websites. None of us do that. Remember? All of us, we watch on paid streaming platforms. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, this wraps up as Sagamihara stabbings. Scary. Very scary. So scary. And very infuriating as well. Yes. I'm it is. Still furious of the fact that he took advantage of people who couldn't defend him. Yes. Yeah, and it also like kind of reminds you that all of these crimes have a wider social issue to it. It's yes. not isolated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Google sociology. <laughs> okay, <next>. <laughs> <laughs> Degrees being put to good use. 
Chan, do you have a spooky ookie wookie story? Yes. Time, um, time to scare Chris. Yeah. Woohoo! Yeah, in the daytime. <laughs> well, but I think this, this story will, remind, will linger around you for quite a while. It doesn't really relate to Hondas, but you know, it relates to the weather <laughs> that has been around us nowadays, which is the rain. So, Yay, um, I'm scared. <laughs> you yeah. can't run away from the rain. <laughs> so, um, this one is not really like a super super like ghosty story, but it revolves around a superstition that we have, or that I grew up hearing a lot, um, which is a Chinese belief that you shouldn't open your umbrellas at home. Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, okay, my family believes the same thing. We're not allowed to open umbrellas at home. Yeah, I'm not allowed to as well. Like, my mom would chase me out of the house if, I open an umbrella. My mom so I scream. always have to. Yeah, I always have to do it outside my house. Yeah, and I, I find it very interesting because I'm like, what, 22 now? And I still believe in it. Considering that now that it's raining every day, I only open my umbrella once I'm out of the house. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys, like, dry your umbrellas? Outside our house. Mine is inside, but it's at the laundry room. Is it open or is it just like... Like uh, I open it. Yeah, I open it. Ah, uh, okay. Why? Yeah. I'm scared. Is uh, there some like ghostly beating behind no. there? No, I'm just ask, wondering like those because I've heard the superstition before. I'm just wondering like how do you manage your wet umbrellas? No, no, I can share with you guys. I can I can share with you guys more about this like from personal recounts later oh, no. on how you should you put your umbrellas because yeah. Anyway, because I just so opened them anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it's mm, anyway. So, <laughs> um, this story is actually like um, uh, I actually thought about this story because like it's been meaning nowadays, and I went to search about it, and I found this personal story from Goody Feet. So the author's name is not mentioned, but it's someone from the Goody Feet team. Yeah. Okay. So um, so actually um, so the Chinese superstition goes that uh, a living every living person has a shadow. And according to like Chinese beliefs, the ghosts of people who have died look like people without shadows. So when you open an umbrella at home, you would notice that there's a shadow underneath it, which effectively works as an entrance or a door for a ghost to come into your home. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it sounds very like, you know, but it's, it's, um, I feel like it's enforced in a lot of Chinese households in Singapore. Yeah. Um, and now, even Chris. So, to be honest, many households probably. Yeah. Mm. Oh gosh, okay. So, this story is actually quite creepy, but my mom has told me story around the same kind of line. So, apparently there's one day, um, the author's friend, which I'm just going to name Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jack. Okay. Yeah. So, Jack's father has a tendency to leave open, drenched umbrellas at home after using them and then, like, to dry them. And, like, their super- his superstitious mother will always, like, scold him like, and tell him to close it tight, um, saying that it could attract ghosts. But Jack's father really couldn't give a damn and just, like, just leave it open, saying that, you know, like, these kind of things are, like, superstitions and I don't believe in them so mm. so one actual day he actually did it again and he left his umbrella to dry on the balcony overnight uh-huh. mm-hmm. and the next morning he found the umbrella on his chest and it felt very heavy for some reason 
So you, you can just imagine you're sleeping, you wake up with umbrellas on your chest. So he actually thought that it was his wife, la, like the mother. Because you know, like, it's to be honest, it's something I would do as well. If someone doesn't want to listen to me, then I'll play a prank on them. Why would you so, do this? <laughs> so he actually thought it was his wife as well. And he didn't think about it. So um, so he actually went to confront his wife. Obviously, like, no, I didn't do this. So like, um, since the umbrella was dry already, like, okay, so the umbrella was, is like not closed. Uh, like it was on him, like unclosed. So it was open on his so, chest. So like the umbrella was really dry. So it just like, correct, correct. Yeah. So, but it was really dry. So he... He just closed it as per usual. And, like, he felt a bit of a resistance when he was trying to close it. Like, because, you know, it felt heavy. And, like, yeah, so he just felt that resistance and he found like, it a bit odd, but didn't really think much about it. So, um, there was one night where he came back um, and it was pouring rain, um, like, the previous days. So, I'm assuming this story was around the monsoon-ish period. So, there's, like, rain after rain after rain. Mm-hmm. So, unlike previous days, the lights weren't on on the flat and he thought that his family had gone out without him. Oh. So, he actually, without thinking about it, like, habitually, he leaves his drenched umbrella open to dry on the floor yet again and fix on the lights. The moment he did, his wife came out of their bedroom welcoming him back. So, he said, like, you're home? He asked, confused. And then she said, like, oh, why wouldn't I be? And um, he said, why didn't you leave the lights on if you were home? Um, and she said, the kids are asleep, so I thought I would leave them off. So, I mean, I'm guessing this guy is like a working class dad. So, like, being tired from working for a whole day, he actually just, like, accepted the reason that the wife gave, which is that the kids are asleep. Then he just went to bed, like, bathed and went to bed. Um, mm-hmm. And then that night, uh, based on the account, his l- l- wife was surprisingly keen for intimacy. Uh, and they slept together um, with, like, her... Like on his chest, like lying on his chest. Oh, I thought you so meant it's something like, that woohooed, and I was like, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> as in they were intimate. I was like, this like, lady is clearly not his wife. Like, please don't woohoo her. <laughs> so, um, the next morning, uh, the open umbrella was open again on his chest, and this time he was convinced that his wife was playing like childish pranks on him. Can I uh, make a theory? He, yeah. The wife is the umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> the umbrella is the wife. Okay. That's my theory. So, so this time he was really angry with the wife. So he went out, he woke up and went out and asked the wife to stop playing pranks on him. Um, and like when he left his room, just nice, his wife and kids came back. Like scurrying with all the bags and everything. So I guess he was just a bit confused. Like, it's early in the morning and they're coming back from somewhere already. So, like, he just asked his wife, like, where where did you guys go? And his wife replied, like, I texted you yesterday, didn't I? Um, I went to my mother's yesterday afternoon and the, since the kids wanted to tag along, we decided to spend the night there. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Uh-oh. And then the husband could only stare at them and say, Oh, then what about last night? You were lying on my chest? <laughs> Yeah, and oh she, my god, she, can you imagine saying that to your wife? And then like... <laughs> when your wife clearly yeah. wasn't there. Oh my god. And then she checked his forehead and then like asked like, have you been drinking? I wasn't home last night. Yeah, so that's actually the the story from this personal like person. 
Um, and I guess because I told you guys that my mom had a third eye when she was younger. Mm-hmm. I think also why my mom is like super superstitious about it. Mm-hmm. It's because when she was younger and she had like third eye, um, she would see people constantly following people under the umbrella. Mm. In the <laughs> yeah. So they would be following them home. And like apparently another superstition you do that is that when you go home, you have to scatter your shoes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I don't do that, so... So, that's why my family's superstition is to... Like, tradition is to always leave our umbrella open outside the house to dry mm. and don't bring it back into the house with you. Oh. Yeah, because my mom has actually seen, like... Like, I'm very sure her accounts were, like, when she was living in Kampong and stuff like that. So, like, they would actually follow, like, individuals... Like, ghosts would actually follow the individuals home into their home and she would watch, be watching them. Because I think... If I didn't remember wrongly, her personal account was that, um, like, she was at home with uh, my great-grandmother and she was asking her great-grandmother, like, oh, um, who's that? I've never seen um, this man before. Um, why is she going into that auntie's house? And then oh. my great-grandmother was a bit like, mm, like, something's a bit wrong. Because I think this happened when my mom was a teen, like, younger or so. So, like, she wasn't mm. really, sh- she didn't know that she had I. And I think this was one of the few instances that my great-grandmother found that she had a third eye and what she was seeing was not normal. So then my great-grandmother like knew that she was seeing someone else because my great-grandmother could only see one person which is the aunt next door. Mm. Whereas my mom saw a man under the umbrella as well. Yeah, and it was a young man apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so in this few days of rain, just remember to leave your umbrella outside your house. Because you could be very easily inviting spirits into your house. Even if it's in your laundry room. Oh my goodness. So we always bring our like opened umbrellas in. Well, say hello. Uh, um, to what's behind you. Okay. I think it's super interesting. Let's go out. So, okay. I'm never let's go out on a rainy day. Um, See you. I will go out with you via video chat. I'll yeah, be safe at but home. Yeah, just just be very... I guess if you believe in the superstition, then just be very cautious about where you leave your umbrella and where you open your umbrella. Um, yeah. Wait, so the guy... So who was the lady? They don't know who the lady was that the took spirit. the form of his wife. The spirit, yeah. And a lot of spirits, especially in Chinese beliefs, I think are very shape-shifting. Or actually Asian, like, you know, the Pontis and stuff like that. Like, Which one? Pontius I don't Pilot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, as in, they're very, like, alluring and stuff like that, so mm. you don't really notice also. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm running with the theory that the umbrella was, the, the spirit was the umbrella. Makes sense okay, why it was on his chest and then like the spirit wanted to lay on his chest then he woke up with an no, umbrella. I, th- I think I think it was like <laughs> the No la I think it was more of like the spirit put the umbrella back on him so that he would be the one opening and closing the umbrella in the house. So the spirit can continue staying in the umbrella. Oh, or maybe like the portal only works on his chest. So oh like no God. other part of the house. <laughs> So the only oh way for, for the spirit to travel is if the umbrella is on his chest. <laughs> I mean, the spirit of trying. Then you have a lot of umbrellas at home, right? How many spirits is that? Stop. Is your chest a portal too? Okay, but then again, like I can't 
at least from my household, we can't like open the umbrellas outside the house because it's like a narrow corridor. And like yeah, our yeah. neighbor, for example, um, our neighbor actually uses like a what's those things? Those motorized vehicle-ish things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's called, oh. but he uses it. So if we leave PMD. our umbrellas, it's not a PMD. It's like it looks like a I don't know how to describe it. Anyway, like he uses it, and if we were to like leave our wet umbrellas outside, he wouldn't be able to like move through the corridors to get to the elevators. Mm. yeah so maybe that's why the yeah. spirits don't come to my house because they're like we understand why you can't do that <laughs> so yeah, they're like, fair enough so okay <laughs> they're just to like, be fair there are understanding spirits like for sure spirits. <laughs> Casper the friendly ghost <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that's so my horror story the wow. umbrella spirits in Chris's house are very nice yeah they're, they're like chill spirits say hello to them for me Hi, spirit. I hope you do not get an umbrella on your chest tonight. Stop it! <laughs> That's not happening. You know, speaking about umbrella spirits, there is one in like Japanese folklore. Japan, yes, okay, I okay. saw. Uh, what spirit does you... Japan Japan not have? Tell me now. Wait, yeah, Chris, I, I want to re- give you an image, a mental image. Stop, nope, okay, I'm blocking you. No, I don't know, saw... it's, it's quite funny, it's quite funny. Okay, okay. You know the... The head you know, like an umbrella. Those... Okay, okay, no, no. <laughs> Something like that. You know <laughs> those big umbrellas? Uh-huh. You know the big ones? Yeah. There's a triangle shape, right? Yeah? No, you, you know, like, the big ones. Okay, describe it's it and I will of... draw it out, okay? I have a marker. I have a post-it. Uh-huh. Okay, describe describe the spirit to me. I mean, it's those long umbrellas where like the, it, it's like it's almost like you know some people like use it like almost like a walking cane that kind of long one. Okay. Long umbrella, so it but the candle isn't curved but it's like upside down. Okay. So it's like it's like it's like it's like that this kind of triangle. When it's open. No, it's just like that. It's closed. It's closed. Like those it's long umbrellas. When yeah. it's closed, it looks like a triangle. I mean, okay. okay actually, I mean, when it's open, out. but not open all the way. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. You it's not, it's not like that. It's more like that. Okay, so I'm going to draw that shape right now. Okay. Yeah, I was it. searching about this too. Oh my god. <laughs> and then there's one so eyeball. So many pictures. It's one eyeball. In there. In the, in the middle. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Shen's doing it. And it has a tongue. Okay. Like that. Long tongue. Okay. I hope you didn't draw the handle yet. Okay, yeah, yeah, I didn't draw the handle. Okay, the handle is one leg. Okay. Does it have a shoe or anything? Yeah, it has the Japanese sandal. What does that look like? Um, it just, just draw a normal slip. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'll draw a sandal. Okay. Show it. Are y'all ready for my drawing? Yes, show it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, actually, it does look like that. It's not. It's not inaccurate. It's, it's not, not inaccurate. Yeah, it's not that far. It's actually quite cute. Chris, you're gonna need to attach this photo so that I can post it on Instagram too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, actually, Damn. it's actually quite cute. This is cute, right? So I'm going to sign my name on this. Chris. <laughs> Let me see. 
Nobody else can steal my design now. It's our new um, Hidden Among Us logo. Yeah, this is our mascot. Um, I will name him... Leonis. Tomato. Leonard. Why tomato? I don't know. I have like this One Direction Zane cup and the first thing I kept to my was Zane. <laughs> I'm not gonna name him Zane. <laughs> so this is um Tomato. Yeah, it's pretty mascot. accurate. Pretty accurate. <laughs> tomato. Alright, there we go. This is Tomato. So cute. cute. Thank you. My art teacher should be very proud of me. That's right. <laughs> alright that's all the stories we have for you today if you like this episode and want to support us please rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcast and give us a follow on Spotify you can also listen to us on Apple Podcast Google Podcast Stitcher iHeartRadio and whatever podcast platform you listen to and you can follow us on Instagram at HAUPodcast shoot us a message or send us stories if you like you can also email us at hiddenamongus3 at gmail.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next week. See y'all. Yeah, next week is Stay a... Stay tuned. Exciting one, yeah. yeah. It's a special episode <laughs> while, because we're celebrating National Day. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, stay tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, bye guys. See you next week. Bye. bye. See you. Bye. Bye. Adios, amigos.